Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Rebecca Weiner McGregor is an amplifier of love and catalyst for breakthroughs. She shares her gifts as a transformational hypnotist and money mindset coach committed to helping visionary women live their truth, step into their divine purpose, and create the life of their dreams. Over the last 16 years, she has helped thousands of clients to release old blocks, traumas, loss, and hidden fears to find a deeper sense of self-worth and determination to live life on their own terms. Using that self-worth and determination as fuel to create the life they've been dreaming of with deeper connection, more joy, more impact, wealth, and more fun. Rebecca's clients include spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, executives, entertainers, and influencers, women who have a message to share with the world. She's worked with women across the country and around the world to release limiting beliefs and rewire their subconscious minds to feel limitless, take action, and create a life filled with abundance. Rebecca lives with her husband in a relationship she manifested and her rescue dogs, Lucy, Millie, and Winston in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where she loves books, art, music, has the ever so slight Netflix infatuation, and loves spending time hosting her friends and family. Thank you for being on the show, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to talk to you too because... Not only are you a hypnotist and you have money mindset coaching experience and all of those things, but money mindset is one of my very favorite things to talk about. I talk about it a lot in Shifter. We start our program with a lot of that. Um, we've done workshops on it. And so I'm really excited for someone to hear it from someone, for people to hear it from someone other than me. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk to you about it. It's one of my favorite topics too. The first thing I want to start with is you have this really cool story about when you're on vacation and that's kind of what jumped off your money mindset work that you've done. Can you tell mm -hmm. that story? Oh, yes. It's not, it's not a, it doesn't have a great, a great beginning, but it has a pretty awesome middle, which is where I am right now. <laughs> so I was on vacation with uh, the man who became my husband and we got to our destination and I thought I should just see how much money I have. Because, because I was making money, but I was so disconnected from my accounts and what I was actually doing with the money. And I opened my account and I had $436, which is, is nice. I was happy that I had $436 and also mortified because I was making six figures and only had $436 in my account. Right. I had not been paying attention to any of the thoughts that I had about um, if I was allowed to keep money for helping people, if I was allowed to accumulate money for helping people, what it meant to me or about me to have a lot of money. And it was in that moment when I, I think I, I was, um, I looked over at my husband, my boyfriend at the time and thought, this isn't good enough for me. This isn't good enough for him. And, um, I didn't, I had lots of feelings about, you know, not wanting to 
be in a relationship where I was bringing somebody down or, you know, not being a really good partner. And um, so it was that clicked in that moment that I have got to figure out, I have figured out a way to be happy. I had figured out how to dissolve my own anxiety, which I had a lot of when I started, before I became a hypnotist. And, but I, I hadn't figured out this money thing. So it was like the lights came on, the switch was blown and I started to work on really figuring out what was at the root of me not being able to keep money. Nice. I feel like that, and you may too, I'd like to know if you agree. There's always like this one moment when you have money, like limiting beliefs and just shit around money in general. Um, people usually have this one moment that is the catalyst for change. Mine was, I read you're a badass at making money. I had never done any personal development. I thought those people were nuts. Um, I had, I hadn't really, I had not done anything except for things like through a church or like, you know, conference type things for business, you know, but I read that book and I had that aha moment. Like you like, Oh, Oh, I can do this and be rich or I can do this and live a life that I love. Do you find working with your clients that they have this aha moment where they, they realize that they have not been seeing money in a way that is healthy? Yes. And it's usually, so I feel like nobody changes unless we have discomfort, right? Because why would we change if we were comfortable? And so they have generally just this buildup of moments where it's not good enough for me. This isn't right. This isn't, I was meant for more is kind of the theme that comes up. I want to feel free. I want to feel in control. I want to feel empowered to give and, um, and enjoy my money and not worry about it so much. I'm tired of it keeping me up at night, that kind of thing. My husband and I love to pretend we've won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he likes to play the lottery. And if you don't have a ticket, you can't win people. But <laughs> um, I, um, we've done this exercise before because, you know, you attract things by, you know, changing your feelings, raising your vibration. And we play this game where we spend the whole day pretending that we've won the lottery and what, it, because you don't get the money right then. It doesn't, it doesn't just land in your bank account. You just right. get a feeling of it. And so we'll do that. And it's so fun to like, Oh, I think I'm going to go look at that house for my dad or, you know, being money doesn't being rich or having money doesn't make you greedy. Even though a lot of times we're brought up that way. I remember mm -hmm. thinking, um, when I was young and I went to, um, in Arkansas, Southern Baptist church, like I remember as a child feeling like, Oh, rich people are greedy or look at them over there or they're so snobby or whatever, but really they have money to use to help other people. I would love mm -hmm. to have more money than I know what to do with so that I can give it away so I can help. Yes. Up. And I feel like we get stuck in that. I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be like them. I, some of, now that my money mindset has changed a little bit, I've realized that some of the richest people that I know personally are also some of the most giving people. Mm -hmm. and so Absolutely. I, I do think that you're right. Like we're meant for more. And especially, I just feel like you can change it at any time. You don't have to believe what you were taught when you were growing up. Absolutely. So I want to address something that you just said, because this is such a common one that people with money are bad. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason we think this. Because there are plenty of movies, plenty of television shows where the, the, the evil genius 
is very, very wealthy and has money mm. to change things in a bad way. Or they have, they can have, they have a lot of power because of their wealth, or they have a lot of reach because of their wealth. Those things are true, but the money did not make them evil. And we get these little messages in all these stories that we watch and, and television shows and think movies that we tune into. And when we watch those things, we are in a nice state of hypnosis where we're, we don't have any defenses up. We're just taking that all in. So it's easy for us to absorb those messages. So I really challenge you as you're watching television or you're watching your favorite shows on Netflix or whatever to pay attention to how the people with money are portrayed because that is a very strong source of that message and our parents got it and our grandparents got it and they easily passed it down by saying some of the, you know, that phrase rich bitch or, um, you know, any of those um, rich people are jerks kind of feelings, but money doesn't create a jerk, right? Right. It, whatever we do in our lives as we grow, it just, we just become more of who we are. Yeah. And most of the people that I know have really amazing hearts, really want to give and want to love and want to share goodness with the world. So imagine if you had so much more money, exponentially more money, how beautiful of an impact you could make with that. That's so good. I had never heard anybody say, like, I've, I've, obviously we talk a lot about, you know, what you see in the movies and how that affects you, especially if you've raised kids mm -hmm. in video games or if they're watching, like, careful what they watch on TV. But even for our adult minds, you're right. I've never heard anybody say that we're in that kind of hypnosis state, but you're right. I've even joked that Netflix is my meditation. Yes. I'm not really great with meditation. So, <laughs> I, I like to like zone out and watch TV, but if I'm so relaxed that I'm absorbing that type of message, you're right. That's, that's so good. I'm so glad that you said that. Oh, thanks. It's so easy for us to go to Netflix or to scroll and on our social media and be in that state of kind of escape. Mm -hmm. So we want, we're trying to absorb things, but we're, when we're in that place of um, escape, all of our uh, defenses, and I don't mean that we're weak. I mean that we're open. We're open to all of these suggestions and all of these messages. And because when we watch a movie, we suspend our disbelief. We, when we watch a fantasy show or we watch, um, you know, sci-fi, something like that, we will susp easily suspend our disbelief so we can enjoy the movie. Otherwise we'd be like, oh, they can't do that in real life or they can't they can't do that flip out of the window like that in real life. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be a fun experience. So we have to release though that disbelief. So then we start believing on an underlying level, unconscious level, all the things that we get sent that we get through the movie that are sent to us through that conversation, through that exchange. So good. Well, with that, I, like that's a good segue into, I really want to talk to you about hypnotism because I'm so okay. fascinated by it. Okay. I don't know, except for by my TV now that I've ever been hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to hear what brought you to hypnotism and what you find with your clients who come to you for hypnotism. Like what kinds of things are they looking for and what kinds of things are you able to help them through? Okay. First, I want to address that you have been hypnotized many, many times and you do it to yourself almost every day. 
when you're working out, when you're waking up or going to sleep, when you are in the zone doing something and you, it feels like the walls could just like fall down around you and you're so focused, that is a state of hypnosis. Hypnosis is a very funky, funny looking word and it's very dramatic in movies about what can happen under hypnosis, but you control yourself and it's natural for your brain to go in and out of hypnosis many times during the day, many times during the week. So it's happening all the time. So it feels really natural. You don't even know what's happening because it's just a shift in our state. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So I got into hypnosis because I was in a really bad job, a job that I really didn't like at all. But I had stayed in this job because I was dealing with some really pretty yucky anxiety. And at this job, I made a very dear friend who came to work one day knowing that my background is in psychology and said, what do you know about hypnosis? I think you'd really like to, you know, like, like to do this. It, you could probably make a really big impact with this skill. And it was very uncharacteristic of me to say, okay, sure, let's learn about it. I was not in a yes place because I was in a fear place with that anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I said, find us the best teacher and let's go take these classes together. And I signed up and he ditched me. <laughs> and it was very uncharacteristic of me to complete this. But what was happening in my life that time, I had been hiding for about three years because of this anxiety. And I did all my work uh, for my class. And then I went and did the residency. And during that residency, like a snap of my fingers, the anxiety was gone. And wow. I've not felt it like that since. Mm -hmm. I've had moments of anxiety when it's appropriate because something big is happening in my life. And I have that moment of, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But for most people, anxiety is feeling stuck or tightness in your chest or whatever for no obvious reason. That's the part of anxiety that's really hard. So mm -hmm. it comes out of nowhere. But I healed that. And then I decided that that was going to be my specialty because if it worked for me, it could work for a whole bunch of people. And then it has. Mm -hmm. And um, so primarily when I, for my first many years of working in hypnosis, I helped um, people with panic, anxiety, phobias. Um, and then it developed into helping women heal sexual trauma, mm. which has been uh, very fulfilling and miraculous path as well. And then as that continued, I started to network with more and more entrepreneurs and found more and more women entrepreneurs who started to understand that the only thing standing between them and feeling successful and being successful in their, by their definition was their mind mm. and the thoughts that they were thinking. So we really started stepping into um, a lot of entrepreneur leadership mindset um, with women. And that's really, all of this together is still what I do. It just is showing up in different ways. And um, so primarily now I work with women entrepreneurs who are healing their trauma and really stepping into leadership and expansion and impact with their businesses. That's so good. Um, sometimes in shifter, we, we can, you know, we're real into badass and, you know, find your inner badass and, 
unleash what you've been holding inside of you, but also balanced with the woo woo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we are also into hypnotism or Reiki or, you know, yes. bird readings, like whatever that looks like. And mm -hmm. um, it, <laughs> Brooke's even into paranormal. She goes and hunts ghosts. Like we're into oh, wow. all the things and we like that. Yeah. All the things that can help you. And what I think is so interesting about hypnosis is first of all, I've never heard anyone say that you're like, I can totally see it as you're saying it. You're in a state of hypnosis when you're scrolling Instagram, when you're, it's when you're doing those things to give yourself a brain break, mm -hmm. if you're intentional with it and come to someone like you with an intention that like, you know, I'm afraid to put myself out there. Or I'm afraid to do this and let, then you're kind of walking like kind of like a guided meditation Yes. Like, instead of the scroll you've turned yes. off the guided meditation. So I love that. And I love that our, listeners are going to hear that because I think I'm not afraid of hypnosis. You know, you see the people on right. stage in Branson that are, you know, barking like <laughs> a dog. Like that's what I think a lot of people think. And so to hear you say that it makes me even think maybe my brain breaks are not healthy <laughs> and I need sure. to be setting some intentions and doing some intentional things with my brain breaks. Um, is there, what is the difference between meditation versus hypnosis? Is it, like we talk a lot about meditation. I feel like it's kind of a buzzword right now. Um, and I always say, I'm just not very good at it. I'm not, I can sit still and scroll through Instagram. I can sit mm -hmm. still through a course. If something's lighting me up, I can listen to it. But whenever I, my stress response is procrastination. Mm. So uh, sometimes I will try to force myself to even force myself to meditate, which is not healthy for your brain because then it's thinking of all the bad things. But can you tell me the difference in like a, someone sitting and like learning to meditate versus coming to you for hypnosis. Yes. And so I'm a, I'm a meditation teacher and I'm a hypnotist. And so I find value in both of them. Yeah. The way that I teach meditation, it's really a sister or cousin to hypnosis because it's all impacting your mind, mm -hmm. right? There are, let's talk about meditation first. If you quote unquote, force yourself to sit down, you're probably in a state of judgment with yourself. Yeah. And it's actually an okay time to sit down and meditate. Because as I teach it, the practice of meditation is about releasing judgment of yourself. It's about being with yourself, letting your thoughts flow in and out without attachment to them, without deciding, oh, that was a bad thought. Oh, what's wrong with you, Rebecca? I can't believe you thought that thought today. And letting, it, letting yourself notice the thoughts moving through and not judging them. And as you practice not judging your thoughts, you actually get more space between those thoughts that would have been otherwise occupied with judgment. Got it. Which is a really powerful thing because when you have space between your thoughts, you have space for the divine to speak to you. You have space for inspiration. You have space for gratitude and appreciation and practicing being in the present moment. Yeah. It's really fun. Now I use hypnosis as a healing mechanism mm -hmm. and what I do is to help people um, learn to retrain their brain. First of all, to relax. I do a guided relaxation at the beginning of each session and help them get into that focused state of hypnosis. It's easier to do hypnosis with a hypnotist because it's really hard to get yourself unstuck from a field in the middle of a field right? Yes. It's hard to get yourself yeah. unstuck. And to have someone who is really compassionate, non-judgmental, open, and has massive gifts in this area 
can help you to really up-level your thinking and guide you through this process and infuse lots of love, which is usually what we need when we're in lots of places of blockage or fear, right? So hypnosis actually gives you space to speak through past experiences. This is what I do. I use a tool called regression. And we talk through past experiences where a physical and emotional response was held. And as we talk through it, because of the magic of our brain that knows how to heal itself, we can actually neutralize the physical, emotional, behavioral response from a past experience by doing this, which gives us a clean slate in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Because if we're operating from anxiety or panic and we're in the present moment and we're feeling that, there's a tidal wave of emotion coming from the past, unresolved experiences into this moment, influencing how we feel in this moment. When we heal those past experiences, we release more judgment. And it allows us to not have this moment so contaminated with the past that we get to see it for what it is and make decisions from here without the blockages, the limiting beliefs, etc. I also think when you're when we're talking about both meditation and hypnosis, just listen, first of all, your voice is perfect for that. I would <laughs> like you. you to read me a bedtime story every night. <laughs> Second of all, I think that sometimes we, well, I, I will say me, feel safer sort of like, um, being guided, even if mm -hmm. like, I have one of those meditation apps, we sometimes play something at night, like if instead of watching TV, but it makes me feel safer for someone to tell me how mm -hmm. to move through something. than for me, it is overwhelming to me with meditation to try to sit down and do that on my own. Right. So you're providing this safe space with also, it takes out the thinking part of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool removing some of those layers because when we're trying to do it all, then we're trying to do it perfectly. We're trying to not mess up. We're trying to heal ourselves. We're trying to be the client. We're trying to be all these parts and allowing yourself to partner with an expert actually takes a lot of pressure off of you so you can create a space for healing. Yeah. It's really special. It's so good. Do yeah. you work? I know that you have um, a kind of a money mindset course. I'll let you tell us a little bit about that. But does that does the hypnosis work in with some of those clients too to help release the blocks around money mindset? Yes, absolutely. So when I work with one on one clients and we're working on limitations, we're working on wealth consciousness as well. And then in the course, the focus of the course, it's called Extraordinary Wealth. Wealth meaning wealth in every area of your life, including money. It's really a course that helps you get happy and enjoy your life and then enjoy making an impact and enjoy accumulating money. So um, hypnosis works in that um, way as well. I have specific audios that are in the course um, mm -hmm. developed for everybody to use at their, at their own convenience. And then I also do a monthly meditation, um, nice. usually about your, our vision or stepping into it, clearing energy um, around past experiences, that kind of thing. So that when we're, we're staying in touch with our intention, you mentioned, you know, setting intentions mm -hmm. earlier and being focused and allowing that to be a joyful process instead of, oh, I have to write down my intention for the day. Otherwise I won't get the thing that I want in my life. Right. We get to be an intention because it feels good to be an intention. And then to remind ourselves that we can feel like we won the lottery every day. 
because we are alive and we get to live this experience. And then part of it too is releasing judgment. That's a big deal for me. Um, teaching, releasing the judgment of it as our experiences not having to be bad or good, just an experience that fuels our existence and takes us to the next level of learning, et cetera. Yeah, I think sometimes, especially, well, I would only know for women, but the women that I've worked with and the women in our mastermind program, a lot of times you don't get, you don't sit with that. And because you have to be the mom and the wife and the worker person and this highlight reel on Facebook and all of these things that the, the things that you have done in your life that actually have led you to this great moment right here, you're so nervous about letting people see or talking about or facing yourself or my kids won't love me or my husband will think bad of me or this or that. And so all of those judgments, if we don't let them come up and get through them, they are always there and you just cannot get to the next thing. Exactly. Pretending that we don't have a judgment about something mm -hmm. is having a judgment about the judgment. It's like compounding the compound of the compound, right? right. And, and we're just pushing it away, which means a wall. And when you block out, when you build a wall to block out the rain, it blocks out the sunshine too. Mm -hmm. It dulls your experience. The more that you push away feeling, the more lifeless your life is. That's true. And being able to step into it, acknowledgement. This is a judgment that I'm carrying and I want to heal it. What do I need to do to heal this judgment? Well, first I need to let myself feel all the feelings that I'm not letting myself feel because of that judgment. And then the more comfortable we actually get with feeling our feelings on the whole emotional spectrum, the more confident we will be because we will take direct, we will take action in the direction of our goals. We will take calculated risk because we're not afraid of the feeling of the pain of rejection, or we're not afraid of having to deal with the, if we take a misstep or we make a mistake or we have a massive fall in your face failure. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. I want to circle back to money. Mind. We're just going to go in a whole bunch of circles here. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> taking notes as you're talking because it's all <laughs> good. Um, so we talked about kind of what your story was and your little moment that triggered you mm -hmm. for the money mindset and what mine was. What are some things that you can recommend for someone who's listening to this that might be like, Oh, maybe this is their moment. Like maybe they've heard mm -hmm. something that you've said and, like, what are some small steps that people can take towards the changing their money mindset? Okay. Oh, I love this. Oh, I please. I hope that you're having a moment right now. So if you're having a moment right now, take a breath and just love yourself so much in this moment because it's so huge that you get to change right from this moment. It's so powerful that the way things have been in the past, that stuck feeling, that unworthy feeling, that this that success is for other people feeling that gets to be different in the future. And the very first thing that we do to, to make a change is to build an awareness to the thing that's happening. Right? So take a breath and start to think about how you feel in different money situations. Are you paying attention to your money? Does it scare the heck out of you to try to open your bank account online um, to look at your balance? Are you, opening the bills when they come in the mail or when you get the notification in your inbox? Are you ignoring your money? Are you scared of money? Are you scared of making a mistake? And tune in to when you think about these different aspects of money, from earning it to growing it, 
What do you feel in your body? If your body is light and open, the blockage isn't too bad, is it? But if you're feeling a constriction somewhere like, oh, my chest gets tight or my abdomen does not feel very good when I think about money or man, I've got these student loan debts and they are killing me. Tune into what that feels like in your body. This is the first step is being aware. Like when you take out your credit card to pay for something or you click on your PayPal or whatever is happening, how does your body feel when, when, Someone is talking about how much money they make and how much money they want to make and what it's going to feel like to be a six-figure or seven-figure or beyond that earner. How does that feel in your body? Because your body is talking to you all the time, mm -hmm. giving you messages all the time. And start to notice, I like to, I mean, I'm kind of a nerd, so I have lots of notebooks around here. I like to take notes and think about what I'm feeling. So if I ask myself these questions as they come up, sometimes I'll take a note, sometimes I'll put it in my phone, whatever, and just pay attention to where these blocks might be. When we notice the block is there, then we can choose a different response next time. Because all of our mindset is based on a series of beliefs and all those series of beliefs are just singular thoughts that we've thought over and over again. So if you're, if you notice that you had a feeling about this person because she shared how excited she was for the fact that she bought a new car and she made an, enough money in her business this year to pay cash for it and you feel a feeling in your body, you can decide, do I want to feel that feeling again? Do I want to think that thought again? Or do I want to think, oh, if it's possible for her, it's possible for me. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Another woman succeeding means women get to succeed. And when someone else succeeds, they model that for the rest of us. This is a good thing. Instead of jealousy, it can be uplifting. It can be exciting. Oh, good for you. And even if you have to fake that feeling a little bit at the beginning, I promise you it gets easier and easier. And then the more women that you see being successful, the more comfortable it gets to be for you partner with someone, read, read the money mindset books. I mean, start there and really figure out if you want to take this to the next level and work with someone because it will change your whole life. Whatever you're doing with your money is reflecting what's happening in other areas of your life around your visibility, around your confidence, around your worthiness, around your love relationships and your connection and your spirituality. And when you decide to make a change in one area of your life, everything gets to be better and easier and more fun. We have a serious fun deficit in this country, the world right now, right? And if we can have more fun in little ways and learn to thrive in little ways, we can really create a big, big, beautiful experience of having a wonderful, extraordinary life. Thank you everyone for coming to my personal session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a breath. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> That's so good. And it's so true. Like I've done, I've read all the money mindset books and it really is like, if you are ignoring it now and ignoring mm -hmm. it again next year, and then the next year's gone by, you're looking back and you're like, I've been doing this for 10 years and now I'm here. And so like, as soon as you can become aware of it and face it, um, one of the notes that I took down was what I have 
practice doing is taking an action that is scary but manageable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can feel the feeling of having faced that fear or like maybe pay a little extra on a bill or pay two months worth, even though I'm not sure, you know, you're never sure if the money's coming, but now you have right. to see it's coming. And then you get used to being the person that pays a little more on the bill. So now what can I do? I can take this other action and just like increase my actions a little bit. And so kind of like what you said, like you become aware of it and maybe it's opening your bank every single morning. Like yes. just put that on, drink your coffee, get ready for your day, sit at your desk, open your bank and get over, get it over with. Mm -hmm. I love that you said, that paying a little extra on your bill because if you are let's just use this this as such a beautiful example if you think oh i've got all this debt and i've got all this pro you know all this debt it's just bringing me down it's defining who i am and you pay five dollars ten dollars extra on your bill then you're a person who pays more than the minimum right and then that's a new belief about yourself and that belief is true you don't just get by you don't just pay the minimum and if you go out somewhere and you have a tip and you make that tip just a little bit bigger, and then pretty soon you're someone who's able to tip well, and you're able to say that to yourself, I have enough money to tip well. I can take care of people in my life with this money that I have. It didn't, your bank account didn't change at all, but your mindset and your belief starts to change and that starts to unlock the next level that comes after that which is so powerful. Just these, these little shifts, tiny one, two, three degree shifts over time can get you 180 going in the ne a new direction. Yes. Doesn't okay. have to be huge. Yeah. Can we do a five hour podcast? <laughs> I can't stop listening. <laughs> um, what would you, knowing what you know now, what mm -hmm. would you go back and tell your younger self? I know before we started the episode, when we were chatting, we were talking about how awesome being four in your forties is compared yes, <laughs> so to the twenties and the thirties. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're those ages, it gets better. I hear it even gets better after forty. Um, yes. But like I'm, I have kids who are fifteen and twenty-five, and I'm watching my son live through his twenties right now. And I remember thinking that's the time when it just feels like you don't, you're just flailing, like you don't know who you want to be, who you're supposed to be. And then your thirties, you kind of got a handle on it. In your forties, you're just like, here I am people. Um, <laughs> but even back to my teenage and my younger years, like I can, I can think of things that knowing what I know now, which I try to tell my kids and I think is silly, but like, what would you go back into those years and tell yourself knowing what you know now? I'd probably have to take her by the shoulders and like really convince her of this, but I would tell her to raise her standards. Ooh. Because one. my standards were low. Mm -hmm. the, my 20s were about, oh, this is the way it's going to be? Mm -hmm. Okay. I just got to take care of everybody else and I'll get the leftovers. And I'm really not good enough, so I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to be high maintenance. That's what my 20s were about. And then I went to hypnosis and graduated right before my 30th birthday. So my 30s were about, I can have things any way that I want them. Mm -hmm. And now my 40s are about, and it gets to be easy and fun. Yeah. So I would, I would go back and say, assess your standards, sister. <laughs> Look at your standards. Look at how you let other people treat you and raise your standards. That's, uh, that's great. We ask that of every guest that we have. And that's a really good answer because mm. I 
I was a teen mom and my life is exactly the way it's supposed to be. I do believe that. I believe it saved me from a lot of things that my friends went through that I maybe couldn't have handled. Um, and I've just started sharing that part of my story kind of like because of the judgment and sure. thing. but I can look back when you're saying that and think, Oh, if I had raised my standards for myself, even like not, yes. I'm not even just talking about friendships and whatever, like I just, just raised my standards just a little bit higher. Of course, hindsight's 2020, but absolutely. <laughs> even now people who raise your standards now, you're worth it. You're meant yes. to raise your standards. <laughs> Wherever you are in your life. Yeah. And you need to raise your standards. This is the time when you get to do it. I mean, when we're in our 20s, we don't even get our full frontal lobe, right, until we're 27, 28. So we're operating from baby brains. It's hard to go back and tell ourselves to change because, like you said, we have to experience what we have to experience. Mm -hmm. But that would be, if I, if I could change anything with no regrets, it would be, like you said, change my standards about how I treated myself, how I thought about myself, how I what I believed about myself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, I mean, it's powerful to reassess that. I don't know, reassess it every year on your birthday. What do you think about yourself and what do you want to be better this year? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, this has been such a treat for me. I really am so excited to like have this ongoing relationship with you now. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, me too. Uh, tell me, I know that you have an ongoing course, um, mm -hmm. and you have a workbook that people can download. Tell everyone where to find information on that and where to find you on social. Okay. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and pretty much everywhere at I am Rebecca Sue. And, uh, you can go to wealthywomanresources.com and it will take you right to my eight, um, the most common money mindset shifts for spiritual women and how to bust through all of that. And we will put all of that in our show notes. Thank you. Well, you are extraordinary, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you so Gretchen. much for spending time with me today. Um, I'm excited to watch you keep helping all of the women in the world. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in guys. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the shift her podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at ShiftHer, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.ShiftHer.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.